shaken by your voices. I like them. Yes, uh, we see them on videos, uh, but today it was face to face. Amen. God bless you for such a good virtue. May you continue developing it. It's very good, especially to a Christian like me. May the Lord bless you. It's a true thing. I've met your beautiful pastor. Uh, He's a man when you're around, you always want to talk and talk and talk. Because he's a, a good fountain. Praise the Lord. And I believe the church is the same. It's a privilege being here and uh, being welcomed by you as well. May the dear Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. As you heard, my name is Clement. That's the first name. Komichi, the surname, from Arare, a place called Budiriro. It's in Arare. You just have to come there to know where Budiriro is. I will not say a lot so that you also have the urge to come over and see where and what Budiriro is. Uh, You are welcome there. When you visit Zimbabwe, we want you there as well. I want to salute to all protocols here. Thank you in the way that you're working with the pastor. Uh, Hey, this beautiful band. God bless you, brothers. I can't seem to depart from uh, the band and the people who sing. I think you'll do me a favor one day and uh, sing for me. Preaching will come to an end, but singing in heaven will continue. Praise the Lord. I know South Africans, you keep time, so, you know, I want to be a converted person. And at the same time, say what I want to say. Um, I became a bit burdened when I saw the way our pastor was standing for the message of the hour. Something just flashed and crossed on my heart. And I've been having it at home. And I can share it here as well by the grace of God. I'm going to read from 2 Timothy chapter 4. I charge thee therefore from verse 1 before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall charge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, 
exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, shall they heap to themselves teachers having aging ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Shall we pray? Most gracious Heavenly Father, what a wonderful thing it is to see these black hands of Africa again mixed with the white hands raising praises unto thee. We really want to thank you this morning, oh God, that we could be here to stand for thee, especially, Father God, bringing the message of the hour that you have come to testify yourself. You came down on that mountain yourself. You did not send another person. You came to reveal the truths yourself. You said, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, all the mysteries will be revealed. Thank you, Father God, that we have arrived. We are at that time. We are a privileged people. May you undertake for me. Help me before these people. Give me favor before them, oh God, I pray. May you undertake for us and help us in the service. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Shall we take our seats? I'm not a good speaker. I talk. So if you're expecting preaching, it's not there today. But talking, yes. And maybe we can have a heart-to-heart talk this morning by the grace of God. I want to title my sermon, The Present Stage of Brother Branham's Ministry. Where are we at in terms of that message that the prophet has sent us? These are the comments that I want to give. Let me agree with the pastor to give me a timekeeper here. Yes, much as it is good to preach, but hey, the dimension called time is still very limiting. We are still in that dimension, and we want to respect it as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So my items won't be showing there, but for what reason, I don't know. We've tried, but the Lord will help us. If you have got somewhere to write, you must write what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Brother Branham, in the message called Present Stage of My Ministry, I'm going to be quoting out of this message quite a lot. And of course, 
also from other books and other reference points. He says on uh, this paragraph, and the revival, nationally speaking, is just about ended. This is a Schisty 2 message. He says there is no longer a national revival. I like to see a revival where hearts are on fire. So hearts are on fire in church. That's where the revival is. It's in church. Not adding members, but revival. Our Lord did many miracles of healing the people, and of course, several God served. He comes on to this one. Paragraph 37. Now, I've noticed that how I always talked on the fifth verse in the same chapter where we have read. For the time will come when they, they do not endure sound doctrine but will heap unto themselves with teachers, having itching ears, and will be turned from the truth to fables. And it says, but do the work of, of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. See? And by God's help, and grace, I have tried to do that. I want my friends, both here and out in the lands, where the tapes will go, the reason I have took the stand that I have for the word is this reason. Preach the word. That's the reason I would not tell it with any of the creeds, any denominations, because I've been commissioned of God to stay with the word. Listen. Now, if anybody else wants to do anything, that's up to them. This is Brother Branham. We know who Brother Branham is. We know how he rose into ministry. Are we together? But in 1962 September, he's beginning to accumulate himself. And he's zeroing. He's telling the people the real cause why he came into the ministry. The real cause or the real thing that God has sent him to do. He says, I've been assigned to preach the word. But if others want another direction, another way, it's up to them. It's their calling. But me as Brother Branham, that's what he's saying. I want to explain that. 
Are we in church, friends? Amen. I think you can see where I'm going already. Yes. Are jackets permitted to remove, Pastor? Oh, yes. They are? Very sorry if it's an embarrassment, but you know. No, no, no. It's fine. Amen. On paragraph two, he says, Now this is to many peoples. If there's somebody who can just get it there, it's present stage of my ministry, the 620908. I'll be quoting it from there. Right. Now this is to the many peoples and friends of mine around the world. We are then included there. I wish to state tonight here in this tabernacle. On paragraph 3, he says, but I've come to this place that I want to explain what stage of time we are living in according to the ministry that the Lord has given me. Then, of course, there is a vision that he sees that he, wants to, he tries to explain or talk about from paragraph 4 to 7. I will not deal with that. I will go into the other issues. Then from where we have read there, he says, uh, the Lord says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. We know it. If you are a pastor, if you are a cold person, you must have something that you stand for. And the prophet says if you don't have a doctrine, you are not a cold person. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, alas, shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. The prophet was told to endure hardships, afflictions, and he must be long-suffering. And when he was starting to go, he was told by the Lord to do the work of an evangelist. Are we together? He says on paragraph 15, did you ever notice? I never noticed it till last, this last May. I never read any more of that scripture until there. That's all I read of it. Because that seemed like it was suffices. Because it was telling me to preach the word. To endure afflictions. And to be long-suffering. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own last shall heap teachers having itching ears and will be turned 
from truth unto fables. This is what the prophet is saying. Remember, there are three things that he was told to watch as he was entering into the ministry. Number one, money. Number two, women. Number three, popularity. God was saying, as you are entering into the ministry, there are things that are going to happen. Your get number one should be money. You must watch it. Watching it doesn't mean not having it. You must watch it. So this Billy Branham is coming from a very poor background. From an almost nothing background. But God is saying, as you are entering into this, this work will attract a bit of money. And when money has been attracted, then women also will come. Are we together? And when money is around, it also goes with popularity. And God told his servant, the prophet William Marion Branham, to watch the three. So if God was told this, who are we not to watch it as well? Just to go ahead of my message. When William Branham was entering into the ministry, we know it, friends. He went to the Baptist church. Not wanting to repent, but following after a girl. He so much loved this, this little girl by the name Hope Brumbach. Then the little girl invited him to church. And he said, ah, well, if it, it means getting you there from there, I'll, I'll come there. That's when also he heard the good preachings of Dr. Roy Davis. He liked the faith of Dr. Roy Davis. Then he said, ah, but it would be wonderful for me to stick around. And the more he stuck around there, the more he was attracted to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we together? Though personally, he had also his own dealings with the Lord. The Lord was speaking to him. The dying of his brother. When that reverend was preaching, it meant a lot to him. Are we together, friends? And when he went to Dr. Ray Ray Davis, that reverend also there was a friend to Dr. Ray Davis. And the picture started to roll itself over. That's when he decided to be baptized. And out of reading the Bible, he says, no, people are baptized in this way, according to Acts chapter 2. Then he says, Dr. Davis, your, bapt- your way of baptizing, are you okay if I stand like this? 
well, I'm not very schooled in the way of pulpit manners. I'm just a preacher of the gospel. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. But if you get offended, tell me because I want you to get what I'm saying. Amen. Let me go back to where I was. Maybe. He says, I've read it from the Bible. That I must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you do thus for me? And Dr. Davis agreed. And he baptized William Branham in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. William Branham goes on preaching, seeing visions. Being in Dr. Davis' church. One day he's assigned to ordain women preachers. He says, oh, Dr. Davis, I seem to see a difference here. He says, what is it? Women are not supposed to be ordained to be preachers. Dr. Davis said, you are an elder. You must do duty first and then come for the discussion. He says, Dr. Davis, but you know, it, all, it goes against my conscience. He says, hey, you lose your preaching card. Right. He says, Dr. Davis, I'm sorry if I'm causing you a problem. Let me not cause you future problems. Can you have the preacher's license already? He says, no, Billy, we must come to a discussion. And he was excused from doing that. I'm just giving you a background so that you know where we're going. Huh? After that, they had a meeting. They showed each other scripture. And they had a gentleman spotting there. That's when William Branham started to go out. He rented a hall nearby where he was living and started to preach the Bible in the way he saw it. That's right. Huh? And in preaching like that, that's when the time when he was baptizing the 17th person. By the name of Houston Colvin or Edward Colvin, if you want to put it that way, where there was that phenomena. There was a light that came. And that light, it spoke. There were people who were there. And one of them was Mida. They heard the voice. As John the Baptist was sent to forerun my first coming, your message will forerun my second coming. It was not William Branham forerunning the second coming of, Branham, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was the message that he was carrying. And who was in this message? It was the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one who had appeared. On the face of the deep. Before creation. He was hovering upon the waters. 
Are we together? And one day he appeared to Moses and spoke out of the bush. Are we together, friends? He then appeared to Paul and gave him a message. This same Jesus is the one who parted himself on the day of Pentecost. Is the one now in our generation also who has appeared one day at five o'clock in the morning, around five o'clock in the morning, when Charles and Ella Branham were favored to have a baby boy, there was some light that came in. It, and it came and hovered upon this little lad. The parents being Catholics, they did not know anything about it. But God is beginning to show something in this generation. God is beginning to show something to these gentle people again. He's beginning to show signs of exodus. Because every time he was causing an exodus, there was an appearance of a pillar of fire. There was a pillar of fire in the days of Moses. There was a pillar of fire in the days of Paul. When they were moved from Judaism into Christianity. Are we together? And they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And in our time, as we are moving from the baptism of the Holy Ghost into the land hereafter, there is an appearance of the, the pillar of fire again. Who is this? Who is appearing to William Brennan? Praise the Lord. And when you know such an happening, you then discount quite a lot on somebody who just come from, comes from the blues and begins to, to orate oracles that have never been heard in life. That they want to equate themselves with William Branham. My friend, Sorry, let me, let me be sober. Amen. Are we together, friends? Yeah. So this man, with this kind of spiritual life, and I liked it one day. Sorry, my white, my white brothers, you also understand what I'm saying. The first vision for healing was to Mr. Merrill. Do you know he was black? It, he was black. In that hospital, Mr. Merrill was black. Then the second vision for healing was to a woman, a white woman, a white lady. Are we together? evangelist. If I say, Pastor, I want you in this company for now 
to do the messenger, the duties of a messenger. Is that your designated work? No, no, no. It means you've got your responsibilities here. But you are having to suspend them for a while. While you do these things. Because that's where we are being called to do. Are we to do? Are we together there? So he says, I was told, it said, do the work of an evangelist. Now notice there then, if I would say with all my heart and the best of my knowledge, that has been fulfilled to the letter just exactly. And that's 30 years ago. So from 62 going backwards, he says, I've been doing the work of an evangelist. Evangelism is seen in the 36 years of the church. In the book of Acts. They are going there, preaching the word, showing all these miracles. That's evangelism. Are we together, brothers? What is its purpose? To attract. Remember the calling of the prophet. Those three pools. The first pool. With that sign in the hand. Hmm? What was its purpose? They just, he would just take you, come here my brother. Sorry, I, I hope you are not embarrassed by what I'm going to do. If you are, then it's your problem because you have said. <laughs> you would get a hold of a person by a left hand like this. And this side, he had a wristwatch. Diseases in there, if there would be any, they would reflect on his hand. Then you'd say, my brother, you've got this problem. He prays for him, he goes back. You can take your seat. And people saw it in America. And they said, wow, what is this? Are we together, friends? And went, went around. And people got so much interested. That's when the meetings of William Branham were beginning to attract people. But attraction of people in America was not a new thing. Because remember from there, we are looking at uh, the 1700s. Alexander Dowie. Who was also calling himself Elijah. But why was he not Elijah? Because God works according to five mass. When he's assigning you to do anything, it must be according to five mass. Number one, it must be according to the word. Number two, according to the prophets. Number three, you must be the person. It must be the season and the time. Are we together? And this man comes with a claim. And God doesn't come down to vindicate it. So already we discount Alexander Dowie as an Elijah at that particular time. And look at the way he did it out there in Illinois. 
Huh? He had his own city, did whatever he did, and then, you know, he just went away like wind. And out of Alexander Dowie, is there water somewhere, Pastor? Came Charles Perham. The one they called the father of Pentecost. He did what he did. And great men came out of his ministry. F.F. Bosworth was out of Charles Perham. Huh? Gordon Lindsay was out of Charles Perham. Quite a number of great giants were out of Charles Perham. Are we together? Yeah. Then we come to Azusa Street. 1906. William J. Seymour. With that abolition, abolition of slavery. You know the history's friends. But there's a reason why I'm saying that. And in 1909, then you have William Branham. Reason why you hear Brother Branham saying, any revival, it only lasts three years. If God raises you to a ministry, you actually prove who you are in those three years. He says the other times will just be repetition. So, Azusa Street came along with William J. Seymour, and it became an international revival. People were coming from everywhere. And you know how it fell. It was caused by that woman who diverted the funds after a disagreement. And Azusa Street fell. Why did God allow it to do, to do it like that? Because in 1909, God was starting a new page. That spirit was now moving from Pentecostalism into the message of the hour. And he says, in the time when he met the angel, the angel of the Lord in the cave, many great giants, Dr. Price and them, they died in one week. Why were they dying? Their time has ended. And a new dispensation is opening. Are we together? But as he opens the new dispensation, he opens it with a revival mode. Healing of the sick. I think you know the, the, the vision of the healing of the sick. First pool. Second pool. And you come to third pool. How did it happen? He was shown a vision as a fisherman whereby he was throwing into the deep. And what happened? When the lure went under, the little fish were coming for the bait. And by their coming, they also attracted the bigger fish, which he later calls the rainbow trout. Are we together, friends? Yeah. This message is so, so simple. 
if you follow it with the right mental attitude. But you forgive me when I begin to say very difficult things. Well, difficult things are for us in church anyway. Now, I haven't had a prayer line of this type for a long time. How many remembers my commission when we built the tabernacle here? Said, do the work of an evangelist. Didn't say I was an evangelist. Said, do the work of an evangelist. See? For the hour will come when that's to be changed. That hour is arriving. All right? The brother Branham, it's brother Branham. So I'm having to put a bit of shona there. This message is called uh, spiritual food in due season. Paragraph 141 there. He says that hour is arriving. You can't mix the two, you can't mix two or three different ministries together, pastor evangelizing the same, at the same time. You can't be a prophet and a pastor at the same time. See? Because you have different works, different ministry. That's right. 143. But the Lord gave me what I should do in my message. But then he said, do the work of an evangelist. What was for that purpose? Make full proof of your ministry. For the hour will arrive when they will not endure sound doctrine. If that hasn't come now, listen, every church denomination has turned me down. Eh? What else will you build me? It says I've come here to Tucson. It's a desert. It says everything is backslidden. It says what is the thorn? It's a leaf that is backslidden. It doesn't fellowship. He says it pricks. He says people no longer want me on their pulpits. They've shut me out. This is the way he's interpreting it. He says they've shut the doors for me. If you're a good message reader, Brother Branham goes to a place one day when he's invited by um, uh, brothers. Gordon Lindsay was involved and uh, his other friend. But now Brother Branham was saying, you want me to preach on a Thursday? Can I in the interim go and preach for Madison Bose? And these brothers called him. They said, Brother Branham, if you go and preach for Madison Bose, we have nothing to do with you. You will not stand on our pulpit. And Brother Branham says, I don't have a problem with Madison Bose. I've given him my word. And any man is as strong as his word. He says, would you please allow me to go and preach for him? They said, no. They said, for the last time, Brother Branham, 
Are you going to go to Madison Bose? And he said, yes. They say, then he was taken by the hand out of the door to his car. And then they came on the pulpit. They said, church, we are very sorry. There is something that has happened to William Branham. His brother, Doc, is very sick. So he has had to cancel the meeting. And he's going there. It was the truth that the brother was sick. But it was not the reason that they were, they were reporting. And by that, they are closing the door for William Branham. And by that, they are fulfilling this scripture that we have read. They no longer want sound doctrine. Are we together? So by that, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, was fulfilled on that day. When they pushed him out, then Christ was outside of the door. When you push the message of the hour out of your house, then Christ is at the door knocking. Hey, that's when I recognized Brother Branham was a very spiritual person. If it were me, I would have just said, no, 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 no. You guys, listen. I told you I was the prophet of the hour. These guys were lying. In fact, the actual reasons were like this. But Brother Branham never did that. He quietly went out to the car and went away. Brothers, and to us, we will send a messenger. Yeah. Full of the spirit of the Lord. So this is what he's saying. The main reason for my commission has come because they've closed the door for me. When they've closed the door, then he must actually act fully. And in one place he says, I'm now over 45 years. And they say, when you're 45 years, you begin to settle down. All the youth is gone. He says, I've reached a time when chips must fall where they must. Are we together? He says, all along I've been catering for them. But in this time, I must really say things out of my heart. That's when he brought confusing statements to them. When he was uh, with Jack Moore, 1947, Gordon Lindsay, he tells them, I met the angel of the Lord. And he does not say fully what the angel of the Lord said. Because if you are before your enemy, you don't empty out. You say things to manage the situation. Then they said, what did he say? He says, he told me to pray for the sick. And he says, you guys, you can preach. I can see you are gifted. You are doctors of theology. And they formulated that voice of healing. 1947. And Brother Branham was the editor. 
Huh? Remember, it's a, it's, 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 it's a generation that was already in a Pentecostal mode. Because after William J. Seymour, they went into camps. Yeah? Those Pentecostals would go for a camp many days. And they would go for a camp many days. And by that, they were just evangelizing to families. Huh? Are we together, friends? Yes, sir. Amen. I love this message, but I think I love it with a revelation. It's not just loving the message. You must love it with a revelation. What is the message of the hour? What is the desire of the brother of Brother Branham in this day as you sit there? What must you go out with? It's not just going out with everything. Much as we are explaining to the people. Moses had a dispensation. But you can't, can't go out and build an ark. In our day, sorry, and, 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 and cause an ex, a physical exodus of the people from a certain Egypt. People call you, you are moving out with a, with a cult. Noah was also a, a man of God. But you can't go now with axes and uh, everything to build a physical ark. The situation has all become and turned spiritual now. Are we together? So, you must know where you are in order to fight right. In order to stand right. But if you don't know where you are, then that battle, you always lose it. Uh He says, if that hasn't come now, every church denomination has turned me down. This is Brother Branham saying. They wouldn't endure sound doctrine. But after their own loss, they will bring their own teachers in. And they will be turned into fables. And they will do great things of exploit. Like Jembres and Janes that withstood Moses. This is where I want you to see. So in Moses' time, being a true prophet, but there rises Mr. Jembres and Mr. James. These people were not drinking beer. No. They were also claiming to be believers of a message. And they were coming to confront the very Moses. You are not the only one. God also deals with us. That's what they were saying. And Brother Branham is quoting that to say in this time where he is, there rises a chance and a jambres. They stand against the very message that he's preaching. They've got the credibility. They've got the non-testimony among the people. And people can receive their testimony. Because a natural person, if he remains natural, then he's overtaken by everything. This is a spiritual message that needs spiritual discernment. 
Huh? Remember I was told you cannot teach Pentecostal babies supernatural things. That's right. So babies in the message are always there. But they don't seem to fathom the supernatural things. The way the supernatural things go, they don't seem to notice it and see it. And he tried, remember, with that shoe latcheth eh, into a little hole like that of a baby's shoe. He was trying like that, trying to lace it. And the angel of the Lord said, came and said, exactly what I told you not to do. Remember, you cannot teach Pentecostal babies supernatural things. See? All right. Impersonations. You see how Jambres? Who came first? Who went first? It was Moses. So the rising of James and Jambres in the same hour that Moses must be shining, it means, it means he's an impersonator. Because he's going against the thing that he started first. When we rise like this, we are on a downgraded grade. We are not equal to William Branham. We are taking from William Branham. So that we become complementary. When I'm living in this earth, being almost the same age with him, we become contemporaries. But to William Branham, we are not contemporaries. We must be complementary. We take from him. Reason why you read in Acts, and Moses was read. You follow what I'm saying? They were reading out of Moses. Reason why we quote quotations. We say, Brother Branham said, and Moses was read, and William Branham was read. These were prophets of the Lord. But when you rise and try and put yourself at that level, you become an impersonator. You become a James and a Jambres. And it becomes dangerous. There are certain things that we must not equate to William Branham. Number one, it's discernment on the pulpit. This is, you must get it right. He says there is one in a generation. So it becomes a generational sign. But people stand on the pulpit and say, you come from such, such a place, you are like this, like this, you impersonate a Galloway. Because William Branham was coming to fulfill Luke 1730. When you talk of Luke 1730, you talk of Genesis 18. When God became flesh and walked on two feet. And he came unto Abraham, a believer of the message then. And what was he with? He says, where is thy wife Sarah? And Sarah was at the backside of the tent. And Brother Branham would stand like this and I say, you sister, who is that? The Lord Jesus in flesh again. Then you find somebody who has just come 
who must be complementary to the message of the hour. They stand and make themselves equal to William Branham. That's blasphemy. Because you are denying the works of the Holy Ghost. Are we together, friends? Yes, we have been a while in the message. We are no longer babies. We know this message. Hey, my time, brother. My time. So when he mentions to say they've closed me out, he raises to say Jens and Jambres. Eh? And he says impersonations. And in his time also, 1947, 1948, 1949, then William Branham goes to Gordon Lindsay. You know what was the problem? They were forcing William Branham in the meetings to say, Brother Branham, once again, we've got the serious cases. Listen to me. I'm preaching out of a burden and not to be seen. Because it's very long since I've been a preacher. Huh? They would take this very serious case. And they would take this very serious case. They make them say 20. And William Branham would come there and pray for those people. And they would mention the word serious case. And the angel of the Lord appeared to William Branham. And rebuked him. He said, what are you doing? What is this that is called serious case, serious case that you are doing? Are you the one healing? Huh? And one day, the angel of the Lord, eh? he says he appeared from that corner in a white glow. He says, and out of the light, they stepped out a man, or a man and walked before him. He says he came and folded his arms like this. He says his looks, they were so frightening. And he collapsed down. And he cried. That's when Gordon Lindsay looked from the window. And the angel of the Lord flew away. He says because of that, he has left me. I'm doing it on my own. Because he does not want me to do it this way. That's when he went to Gordon Lindsay and said, this I will not continue in. And Gordon Lindsay said, Brother Branham, no man, we are taking the people's money from everywhere. How can you just all of a sudden say, I'm quitting. He says, it's, look, it's your problem. Go ahead. And Brother Branham left the voice of healing. Left Gordon Lindsay. 
and Jack Moore as managers and gave them their back and started something different. Listen, friends. From there, you get into the 50s. When you get into the 50s, he says, I'm leaving the public ministry evangelism. He says, we are now back in America. Billy Graham has also come back in America. He says, in this year, America has to receive it or it has crossed the line. He had left that public ministry. Why? Because there was that tent vision. So he's saying, Brother Woods, I'll phone Brother Woods and ask him if he can give me something to do. I can work with him there as a contractor. And the wife cried like this. And Billy Paul cried like this. And they said, I told the Lord in the meetings where I go, if I see the finances plummeting, then it's a sign for me that I quit public ministry. Are we together, friends? I'm being very spiritual, I must tell you. When he did that, he now centered on the local church. Look at what is now going to William Branham. He's seeing visions. The things that he's beginning to teach. Serpent seed. Huh? The revelation of the seven seals. But it was not so from the beginning. All those things confused those guys, Jack Moore and Gordon Lindsay. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you read their comments on William Branham, they say William Branham is no longer preaching from the Bible. Is preaching out of visions. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Now they are becoming babies. They wanted to go it on the Pentecostal mode. But this is a message higher than the Pentecostals. Are we together, friends? My friend does not like the message. Well, that's fine. By the time I'm here, I'm registering the truths. Uh, But I think my friend is a Christian. He sees the message. When you go home also, look at it closely and see what I'm saying if it is not in the message. Because what's killing in the message is people who have no time for the message of the hour. They're just on the move from here to there. From here to there. They don't have time to really sit and put elements together. It needs quite a lot of discipline. You must sit there, accumulate yourself so that you can see these things. 
So Gordon Lindsay now begins to write. He's infuriated by Brother Branham's move. Remember, he had written a man sent from God. What did he do now? He started visiting on that now. Trying to discount some of the points that he had mentioned that were positive on William Branham. And behind him was formulated a group that would then discount on William Branham. If you look at that group that is called Believe the Sign, they take from Gordon Lindsay's writings and they, they are very negative about Brother Branham. But they don't know the background here why Gordon Lindsay is leaving Brother Branham. Listen to this as well. And Brother Branham says, I've lost many managers. I used to wonder why. He says, when they start to go on and calling for money, that's when we part ways. Are we together? That's right. I remember Brother Branham went to Bombay, India. How, how many people were there? Over 400,000. If we would say one US dollar each, how much would be that? And in all the histories of revival, no one has ever gathered people like William Branham. They say Billy Graham gathered up to about 100,000. William Branham alone, Bombay, India, 400,000. You are South Africans here, you know the testimony that has happened here. If he was looking for money, how much would he make? Huh? How much would he make? And in this message, he says the gospel does not mean money. I want that point to be very clear. Preaching this message does not mean making money. No! Money just comes as a benefit. But the main thing is preach the word! Uh And God of heaven knows it. God in heaven knows that lays right there in the corner of the tabernacle stone since 1933. Wrote on the page of the Bible laying right there. Look how they've done it. Look what's come to pass. Impersonation. Just exact. Said, let them alone. It's God now. Answering on the actions that God on Lindsay and Jake Moore had done. God said, let them alone. You know, brother, brothers, it really quietened me. I would say, hey, look at this person in Zimbabwe. He has started on a wrong doctrine called polygamy. I was saying, then, the God of William Branham, where is he? Let him just come and kill this guy. <laughs> and God doesn't operate like that. When James and Jambres rose, they were left for a while. Are we together? Yes. 
And when this was arising against William Branham, God says, let them alone. Let them alone. Their folly will be made known in the same manner as Jens and Jembres was. Here we are in that day. I see the church then when we just laying the cornerstone, people hanging in their seals and all around, standing around the walls of the tabernacle. There you are. They said when it come, the people of the city within the space of six months. Us with $1.80 to build a tabernacle. Start from those humble grounds. It's not the money that starts a church. It's the vision that God has given you. Even in your normal projects, even if we give you one billion, if you don't have a vision, you'll just finish it. You'll do nothing out of it. In life, you need a vision. Where are you going as a Christian? What have you come for? Are we together saints? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So against all odds, against all opposition, uh, Brother Branham uh, stood. So in strategies in trying to to raise a church, we do also the same things. Because William Branham was telling us what to do. If we are starting in an area, we start with evangelism. Of course, praying for the sick, miracles, and so forth. But we do not form a doctrine for miracles. That's right. Yes. Hmm? You can say, the Lord has sent me to heal the sick people. <laughs> what is that in the fivefold ministry? How do we classify you? There is nothing like that. It means out of the church, God may raise people who can have those gifts and help out the people there to come out. But when they come like this, you must teach them the word of God. That's right. right. Healing is not the only thing that is there. And look at William Branham. He takes the hand like this. Pastor, come here. He takes the hand like this. And everybody called William Branham great. Mm. Then after about nine years, he moved on to something. He says, sister, I see your your husband has gone somewhere. Mm. And there comes this man. What did she say? No, 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 Branham, Branham, don't say it! Don't talk about it! He says, to who? He says, to God! <laughs> and Brother Branham says, you did not sin against God. You sinned against your husband. He says, but Brother Branham, it's very difficult! <laughs> says, let me help you, sister. Go and see your husband. Also, is in the same problem. Says, not my husband, not my husband. 
Say, okay, go call him, come here. And the husband comes there. He says, brother, there's a thing like this, like this, a lad like this you work with in the office there. On this day like this, you did like this, like this. And he says, yes. And the woman turned to pale and said, oh! <laughs> said, okay, you guys, confess one to another there. And then pray. You are going to be healed. And they did. They got healed. What was that? Discernment. But there is only one man in an age who must come with discernment. Do you follow what we are saying? It's one in a generation. Not us below the fivefold ministry. We are not allowed to stand here and say, brother, you are like this. You've been impersonator. There is no scripture like that. Are we together? Then people begin to argue. They say there was an Agabus. There was this. Is there a day when Agabus ever stood on the pulpit to say those things? Huh? It's not like that. Are we together, friends? Huh? Even Brother Neville. Because uh, in the fivefold ministry, you find it is mentioned to say prophets. Eh? Mentioned to say prophets. Have you ever heard Brother Branham on the pulpit standing, prophesying on people, discerning people? It's not recorded in the message. He says, I caught your pastor, which meant he was doing it in another forum. You follow what I'm saying? But standing on the pulpit and do that will have lost the message of the hour. But you talk to people and say, brothers, it must not, not be like this. Oh, no, 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 no. The Lord Jesus Christ appeared to me. I wonder which Christ. I wonder which Christ. Because our Jesus Christ is an order. Are we together, brothers? I'm seeing it among my own friends. They take this and they go with it on a limp. They take this and they go with it on a limp. I say, where are they going? Where are they going? Because as I preach like this, do you know evil spirits are going away? I don't need to be talking about healing for people to be healed. No! As I preach like this, if you are sick, you get healed right away. Because it, it's not the kind of sermon that heals. It's Jesus Christ who heals. And he's the one we're talking about. And so far, that every vision he has given me has been fulfilled, except that 
I'm, I'm to change, uh, of a change in my ministry. This is Brother Branham. Uh-huh. He's now going into a tent. A tent was in, and in that little tent, there was some little building in there. Meaning now, a private ministry. Huh? What was his problem? What brought impersonations in William Branham's ministry? He says, I explained things too much. And these guys would come and say, Brother Branham, do you think also I can do the way you do? He says, it's for everyone. And he taught those guys, A.A. Allen and them. He says he locked himself in the house for about two weeks and came out with this gift. Brother Branham was using the right left hand and he was now using the right hand. You can begin to see there something very wrong. Brother Branham says, God told me they were were wrong, but he said, let them alone. Are we together? Then he went on to discernment. As he was doing discernment, A.A. Allen was now also smelling the demons. (laughs) And he started naming the demons. This one is called pink. This one is called purple. Yeah. Impersonations. But look at their end. He dies a drunkard. You are impersonating things that we are not called to do. That's the danger with impersonation. Even unbelievers here, don't impersonate a brother. Meet Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Are we together? Yes. Uh-huh. So the other one was then called the third pool. I'll just talk about this and just find a way I can close. Uh-huh. How did the third pool come? Brother Branham is beginning to prepare himself like this. He's coming out of public ministry. And one day he's at his house in Jeffersonville. And he locks the door. And God starts to deal with him. He sees the little bitty, bitty birds. Where is East? East is this side. Eh? Coming from there? East. And after the little bitty birds comes the doves. With sharp pointed wings. He says when they came. They were very fast. And after that. They came the angels. And gathered around him. And they picked him up. He says I was picked from one corner of the room. To the other one. And my wife was hearing it. She tried opening the door. To say Billy is all well in there. Are we together? And they told him, you'll be at a place. You'll be northeast of Tucson when these things will happen. 
Remember when he's there, then when they were apart, a kilometer each, Fred Sothman and those guys, and Brother Branham is up the other side, handing Havelina. What happened? He says, hey, my trousers was full of those godheaders. And I sat down to want to remove them. When I did, all of a sudden, he says I was surrounded by a constellation of seven angels. And there was a blast that rocked the whole country. He says, and they picked me up. Are we together? And I've seen people getting a problem. Eh? You know that group that comes on the internet about the sequence of the coming of the angels. They think we are very stupid. We don't know the message. Eh? We are not stupid. We know the message. Look, friends. February 28, Brother Branham does not uh, enter into those angels. No. It was on that sunset mountain when the angels came down. That's when they send us everywhere, Flagstaff, everywhere, 80 different stations. They took that beautiful cloud. And he says it was during sunset to a sunset people huh? in the western parts of America. Are we together? He says it was getting dark. He says, but that cloud as it was high. Down here was the pillar of fire sending its rays on it. On, on it. Until that professor of atmospheric physics said this is the most beautiful cloud. We've never seen a cloud like this. It was so conspicuous. You could see it from a distance of about 300 miles away. Are we together, friends? God showing himself, manifesting himself. And he says, as it was like to Moses, when he went to meet the Lord in the mountain, the Bible says Moses, eh, after six days, went into the mountain. If it is after six days, what is the day after the sixth one? Seventh day. So Brother Branham meets the angels after the six days when the angels were there in the mountain. Because when God came to meet Moses, then the, angels of, the angel of the Lord did not go away there. He remained there and he went into the mountain where the angel of the Lord was. That's right. Shining upon the mountain. So in that little house, Brother Branham goes to Savino Canyon. He says, hey God, is your servant dying? You know, I don't want to really stay long in sickness. If it is my time, please allow me to just go. Because this blast, I'm not sure of it. You know, Sabino Canyon, before you go into the 
into the cave, there was this rock which he termed pulpit rock. He placed his Bible there. And he had his hands raised up like this. As he was praying, agonizing for his life. Huh? Lord, if I'm dying, let me know. Let, let, let Joseph pass by here and just see my Bible. And he takes it home. But our day, in our days, we desire to leave a billion for our son. This one is desiring to leave Joseph a Bible. You'll find the calling, calling is somehow, somehow crooked. Why do you send your calling on money? I don't see it in the Bible. He says, when he comes, you see, let him just find the Bible and take it and go. Then from nowhere, from up the skies, he says, something slipped into my hand. He says, I opened my eyes. I looked and behold, it was a sword. Glistering clear. He says, in life I feared swords. He says, and a deep voice sent from within me. This is the sword of the king. He says, a sword. It means I'm going to be ordaining maybe ministers or so. Or dignitaries. And it repeated again, the sword of the king. And he said, it is that third pool. You are not going to die. It's the furtherance of your ministry. He says, from the mountain, I was so happy. I came down the mountain, jumping little rocks and brushes. Going to tell Mida, Mida, I'm not going to die. It's the furtherance of my ministry. This is that third pool. But what is the sword of the king? The word. The very purpose that he was sent to do. Preach the word. And when he started preaching the word, the serpent seed, marriage and divorce, hallelujah, and all those things, these guys could not fathom it. God only they could not fathom it. He says, William Branham is preaching from the visions. My friend, do you know the acts of God? Are we together, friends? That was that third pool. And you know, he says, you guys, you think I'm washed up? He says, come. He holds, come, person. He holds the, the other person, 1965, by the hand. He says, this and this is there on your, uh, in your body. Because I see it there on my, 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 my hand. He says, God, when he gives anything, he does not take it away. He only feathers it. He says, we are on here, on the third pool stage. But he starts to, be, he begins to descend people. He says it has not gone away. It's still there, but I'm concentrating on this one. Are we together, friends? This is the message that has come in our time. Listen, why William Branham is saying, I want all my friends to understand this. This is where we are going. 
and he calls it the present stage of my ministry. Not these doctrines that we hear, present stage of my ministry. Ah, no, no, no. When you do anything with an ulterior motive, it does not come out right. That's right. And Jesus said that that poor. He says as he rose into ministry, when he was healing their sick, when they were opening the roof like that, and the sick were coming in there and they were getting healed, everyone liked that young man from Galilee. Oh, I love that man from Galilee. Voice done so very much for me. Everyone was following that young man. Huh? He says, but when he started discerning them, when he started to say, you are of your father, the devil. When he started to say, go and tell Herod, that fox. They started changing titles. They said, you are Beelzebub. But that meant they were wanting him. They were loving him. He says, that's the way every ministry is premised. Are we together? He says, Elijah, the same. Daniel, the same. Paul! He was being followed by certain characters. And one, one of them was Demas. Demas believed in the calling of Brother Paul. He loved Brother Paul so much. But he had things that he, he was just having as questions within himself. And Brother Branham says, you know, let me give you an analogy of Demas. He says, when Paul says, Demas has forsaken me, he was not going to the pub to drink beer. He just had an opinion against He says, but where was the problem? He says, he thought Paul was washed up. One day, there's this demon that is just following Paul. These, these people are the people of God. These men are the men of God. And he does not rebuke it. Paul had so much matured that he was not rushing into things. He wanted to be so sure. This is God telling me to do it. You follow what I'm saying? If I put my hand with you. He says, look at Paul. He was militant about uh, 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 a very strong believer. And Demas liked him for that. But he goes on to ordain Timothy. And he tells him, Yes, thank you that God gave you a phone. You can switch it off. What was that? Oh, yeah, Demas. Yeah, I was now thinking of the brother having received a phone from the Lord. You see, it's a great thing. 
Demas thought our poor is now washed up. Instead of just healing Timothy, he says, drink a little wine. He says, ah, this brother is washed up. The pillow of fire issue is gone. And Brother Bram says, he moved with a doctor. Doctor, look, wherever he went. And he says, my eyes, they can't see. He says, it was because of a vision that he had seen. Eh? On his way to Damascus. There was so much greatness of spirituality that he could not see properly. And he went before the Lord and consulted the Lord. And the Lord said, go on like that. Now, these guys, Alexander the coppersmith, closes poor. Says, you will not come here. We'll have nothing to do with you. And Brother Bram says, and Paul does nothing about it. He keeps quiet. That's where it is, friends. God is saying, Matthew 13, let them grow together. So that you see what is right and what is. But you must have the right so much in you. Are we together? Let me finish by saying these people who rose against Brother Branham, Gordon Lindsay, they were not going to drink beer. 1955, they then said, okay, William Branham has refused to go with us. Then they made adverts all over America. Are there people who are there out there who want to go out with a healing campaign message? They were now trying to disapprove William Branham. And you know, if, if you see a job and you don't have work, what do you do? You apply for it. You apply for it. And people said, what do they give? They'll be giving money. They'll be sponsoring. You'll be their ministers. And a lot went for that. And they started also doing great things. He says to disapprove the thing that started in the beginning. And when they did that, voice of healing was now given. Different management. They then removed William Branham there. They started to put in other people. So William Branham was just made as a co-editor. Look at these guys now. They look for anything that is said against William Branham. There was a woman who was called Mrs. Schrader who was in Portland, Oregon. Huh? Mrs. Schrader came from somewhere in America, to America to look for jobs. As she was there, she had been married there and came and worked together with these other guys now. When she was there, she got married to another man again. 
She left that man. She got a man who was in the police force. She was doing all that dirt. But Gordon Lindsay takes the prophecy huh? of William Schrader to say William Schrader prophesied about the death of William Branham two years ago. They say William Branham has left the Lord because he's now talking about seven seals. He's now talking about church edges. He's now talking about serpent seed. He's now talking about all these other doctrines. Listen, friends. This is now what they teach in Bible schools. When people go to Bible schools, they say William Branham was a man of God, but, and they try and give all this information, but we know it. Right? But it's not confusing the Pentecostals alone, even in the message of the hour. Many people are getting confused. They seem not to know where the message of the hour is, but we know. God bless you, friends. Yes.
morning. Amen. How many were blessed with the sequence of events? Amen. This current stage, the present stage of Brother Branham's ministry. Amen. Demas had to go. Cora had to go. Gonsley, uh, uh, who's that one that wrote? Uh, the Yes, yes, yes. Almost a Gonsleyman, that's my friend, Pastor, in Florida. Amen. God bless you richly. I think I think we understand where we are. How many believe we understand where we are? Amen. Uh, I think the pastor brought it out beautifully. I think we had much better read this quote that he kept on mentioning it. It has to be one in an age. Amen. I mean, I agree with that. Amen. And, uh, Remember when Pastor Chesini was here, he said, anybody that would attempt the gift of discernment has got a wrong spirit. How many remember that? Amen. And because that is a messianic sign. Hallelujah. How many believe that that is the messianic sign? That is in the message, the trial, Brother Branham says in paragraph 208, I don't want you to get the impression that me, Oral Roberts, or somebody else is the only person that's ordained to do this. Every minister is ordained to do it. Every believer, whether he's a minister or not, is ordained to do it. Every person that believes has a right to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I don't say your pastor or anybody would be taking the gift of discernment. They don't have to do that. That's not their calling. That's not their calling to do that. That's to be one in an age. I can give the Lord a round of applause. Amen. So we're getting into an hour where you've got to know what you believe in. Amen. Brother Brandon, in one message, he says, they'll try to operate a gift that has a margin of error. A margin of error. Amen. But we really, God bless you, Pastor Clement Gomichi. Amen. We are the first people that he preached to. He will end up at all the way down to uh, Cape Town with Brother Beckett. But we really appreciate the, the level of preparation that has been done. Amen. You can see that we've got people that can, that can articulate this message better. Amen. That can be able to put Brother Bruno says, when I'm gone, there will be men that will rise after me that will make sense of what I've spoken. They will not add and deduct, but they will make sense. And I think a lot of things became very sensible this morning. That is why we know who we are. Amen. The greatest danger of Funis today is that people no longer want to go back into the world. They want to remain and change what we have. Amen. Hallelujah. It used to be, people used to exist in a dignified manner, but now they want to improve what the prophet has already given to the bride. But I'm glad that God will raise witnesses that will protect the integrity of this message. And we really appreciate that Mfundisi for stopping by. Pass our regards back home in Harare. 
and to the family and to the assembly. We really appreciate it. Uh, you stopping by. A round of applause for Pastor. <laughs> How many were helped through this message? Amen. Brother Bremen says, preaching condemns a sinner, but teaching places a believer positionally. Amen. And I believe somebody has been positionally placed this morning. Amen. There is a name that is powerful. And that is the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a location. Yeah,
Jesus and
every voice unto the Lord Can this morning. Oh yes. Our lives are before his throne this morning. love you Lord Jesus we appreciate you
confirmation dear Lord Jesus as the angel could come and back our brother Clement out father in such a humble simple way dear Lord Jesus bringing unto us a message this morning dear God the Lord we are not chosen people a royal priesthood father an elected a predestinated people father 
that had given us a message, Father. Like your prophet appeared, dear Lord. Like the angel appeared, Father. And the angel appears this morning, Father. And gives us a commission this morning. That we shall also not drink. That we shall also not smoke. That we shall not also defile our bodies. Because you have a work for us, O oh God. To eat from that third pool. To digest the contents of that third pool. And to prophesy it. To a dying generation, Father. Many of them are hurt and confused. Father, out there, dear Lord, by false prophets, dear Lord Jesus. But, oh God, may you prophesy through our life this morning, Lord, as your people just want to say, Lord, we surrender, dear God. We had enough of this world and the things of this world and the mess and the filth of this world. And its ways and its fashions. Oh Lord Jesus. We just want to say we surrender dear God. Your word is spoken and pricked our hearts oh God. And reminded us one more time. That this is the truth. That God has sent in this hour dear Lord Jesus. May you help us as your children dear God. Each and every believer that has come father. Visitors that has come father God. Many come from different walks of life, dear Lord Jesus. As their faces differ, Father, so do their problems, Father God. Thou knowest the needs in the homes of your children, dear Lord Jesus. Some need mending this morning with broken, torn, tattered hearts, dear Lord. Some need healing, Father God, Lord, in the physical realms, dear Lord Jesus. Some, Lord, just... Need a touch from heaven, a restoration of faith, Father. May you touch them, dear God, and Lord, restore to them, Lord, their salvation, dear Lord Jesus. We just commit them all unto you, Father. Save some, maybe, Lord, under secret storms, dear Lord Jesus. The physical storm, we could maybe give them an umbrella, dear Lord. But the secret storms within their souls, Father, no one will know beside you, dear God. But thou art the discerner, Lord, of the thoughts of your people, Father. And you have come with a demonstration this morning, Father God. And surely wherever the Lord will appear, Father, there will be the miraculous, Father. May you take care of your children, dear Lord, and provide for them and keep them, Lord, for the rest of the days of their lives, Father God. As we fight an onslaught, Father, as we face a spiritual persecution, Father. That has come already, dear Lord. And knowing your prophet said, when that will come, Father, she will leave this earth, dear God. As we see the doors closing, Father God, governments, dear Lord Jesus, it brings us to a place, Father God. Oh, he shall be filthy, shall be filthy still. And he that be holy, be holy still, Father. We want to be that holy people, Lord. Help us this morning, Father. If we have failed you in any way, dear Lord Jesus, we come under the conviction, Father, of the mighty angel, the Holy Ghost that's in our midst. And we say, Lord, help us, Lord. Strengthen us, dear Lord Jesus, as we go into this world, Father. Bless Brother Clement, dear God, as he was so mysteriously led. Lord, the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord, dear God, and he's coming to our midst, Father God. I'm sure, dear Lord Jesus, it took a lot, Father, to say and unleash 
the truth and the burden that was in his heart, dear God. And because of that sincerity, dear Lord Jesus, we pray as a church of God, may you bless him, his family, his household, Father, and whatever that he may put his foot on, dear Lord, and his hands on, dear Lord, may it be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ, O God. Lord, may you bless the furtherance of our day and this meeting, Father. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pagama.
Shona once because we are a Shona preacher and after we are done. Send him away. You have heard. It's time you sort out your passports. I know that some had already sorted them. They were waiting. You can see we are we are being expected in Zimbabwe. 2018, they want us in Zimbabwe. But you know what I said? We will go to Zimbabwe, but we must have a big convention with Zimbabweans in South Africa. Amen. <laughs> We will be planning a big one. Amen. Yeah. We'll tell Pastor Chizin and Pastor Chizin that now 2018 there must be a slot for all of them to flock into the country. And we have a big one. Amen. Yeah. We bring just two. Yeah. Come with it. Thank you. 
Dava o amor. Dava o amor. Dava o amor. Dava o amor. Oh, 
Sunday morning and have a blessed victorious week. Pray for me as I pray for you. Amen. Oh yes. It's a wonderful day, folks.
Saubona Jesu Si agubi fedela Si ti baiti Ora Jesu Saubona Jesu Saubona Jesu Si nasiago Si agubi Yeah. 